every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to fall the ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Qantas Wallabies, one team, 2011, live across Australia. The Ruck, and coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber kicks squires. Yes, indeed. Good morning, everybody. Wallaby legend Tim Horan not with us. He's somewhere in Tasmania, Berkey. <laughs> somewhere in Tasmania. Do you know any idea where he is? It's Tasmania. I think he's hiking at the moment, Tony. Oh. He would have got a couple of Sherpas on the way through, though. He, he's that kind of guy, just offload on the way through. Exactly right. Exactly. So, look, honestly, to be perfectly clear with you, we feel very chuffed that we have Mr. Greg Martin joining us. Marto, good morning. Hello, boys. I think Tim's out actually looking for James O'Connor as we speak, <laughs> trying to wake him up. Yes, indeed. That is an interesting story. We'll get to that and others. I don't know whether... Is that the right place to... Or should we go, I don't know, straight to the Judgment Bar in Sydney? That seems to be the place that uh, any football player goes to if they want to get into some kind of trouble. Uh, if you want to be judged, go to the Judgment Bar. Uh, we'll talk about that and that 30-man squad across this morning. Now, Marto, as you know, um, every time I-, I open my mouth, Tim Horan says... Give them the scores. So, look, I'm looking at some great scores from Queensland Club Rugby. Brothers 64, Sunshine Coast Rugby Union 3. Uh, That's a terrific score. And what happened yesterday, Berkey? Sydney Uni 65... Randwick 17. What's Ran- happened to the Galloping Greens? Randwick 17. Uh, I think they must have been sightseeing at the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, Eastwood 91, West Harbour nil. That was the big one. But uh, you're right. Sydney University came back. Um, Beric Barnes was playing. Drew Mitchell made his return uh, to that game as well and got a couple of touches. And we'll be talking to him a little bit later on, which is superb. But hey, uh, hey Berkey, you find at this time of year, though, there's the teams that are uh, uh, heading for the, five or so, you know, the finals, mm. and then there's the teams that don't give us stuff. They don't yep. want to feel like training on Tuesday and Thursday nights. They turn up to the game half hungover, I'm sure. That's why there's all these big breakaway scores at this time of year. Yeah, but, that's exactly right. It must be very difficult to, to stay motivated at this time of year. If you know, yeah. you know we're near a finals. Plus, place. it's ski season as well, and the, <laughs> the, the, the boys are off. They, if they can get a two-day lift pass during the middle of the week, happy days. Sorry, Coach, I'm not there. Yeah, the other game, of course, of some note, South Africa, 18, beat New Zealand, 5. The All Blacks uh-huh. went down. They scored the only try. Uh, and there was a little bit of controversy there in terms of the second try that looked it was, it was going to be awarded. They went to the video ref. Big big call, too, uh, Marto, on that one there. It, it's all about the grounding, and there was a forward pass. And the, and the what would you call them, the, the TMO said, do you want to know anything else? And he said, forward pass. And they... And they Rule the no try. Common sense, I think, but... Exactly. It's about time to, Berkey. Anyone who watches Rugby League realises that if there's a try scored and they go to the TV ref, mm. they go all the way back, they check yep. everything. In rugby, you're only allowed to check what happens after the ball goes over the try line. They're never allowed to go back into the field of play. And last night, thank God, they did. And uh, it means the Tri Nations are still open wide for next weekend. That's right, Marta. But I think, though, even in rugby league, you can go all the way back, but I still think there's this thing about not uh, allegedly not being able to rule on a forward pass. Uh, which is the same in rugby, which is just stupid. I mean, if it's blatantly forward and you get the right call by saying, mate, that's forward, don't give it a try, why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. You're only cheating if you get caught. That's that's the uh, that's the rules. I think, you know, there, there's lots of players who, who go by that rule. And and last night saw, a, I think, a win for common sense. How many times yeah. have we seen players, uh, you know, step out? And then I remember playing a game in, against uh, Italy. Campisi scored a try. He was... 
three feet yeah. over the sideline <laughs> and, the, and the touchy paid it, or, or the, the referee paid it. Thanks for coming. Thanks very much, referee. Campo, he's a genius. Uh, yes, you are listening to The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. We have so much. We will speak to Drew Mitchell. We'll go, we'll go through that 30-man World Cup squad. The new captain, James Hall. Well, all that is in front of us. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131-989. The Wallaby squad for Rugby World Cup 2011 was announced uh, and those boys did come out of the plane. Uh, a few, I guess the biggest surprise was the change of captaincy, Marta, rather than the actual makeup of the squad itself. Don't ask me to say anything, Tony, because I was unfortunately about two weeks ago got asked on a telly program on Fox mm. Sports, asked about Rocky Elsa, and finally I said what everyone else was thinking, was talking about, but no one had the guts to say it in public, get rid of Rocky Elsa, and, I, and then... I thought, oh, my God, after he played so well last weekend, I thought, oh, well, now I'm going to have to eat my words. But then then Robbie Dean's an incredible one, Berkey. He mm. completely rolled over and denied everything that he'd previously said, no, we're on the course, we're on the right course, and changed it. I was stunned, actually, to tell you the truth, that they was did actually go with James Horwell. Ja- obviously, he was watching that program when you said oh, it. I must make him very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you must. Did, but, did, didn't then Kearns come out and say, look, I don't want to talk about it because he's going to be the captain... Um, yeah, everyone said, since. stop talking about it. And I said, yeah, I'm, all right, we'll stop talking about it because it's not going to change. We all acknowledge we're wasting our time talking about it. Then he did change it. It's a bold move, but obviously it's pointing, Berkey, to me that Rocky is, uh, they're going to have a crack at Scott Higginbotham to start a test, maybe as even as uh, as soon as next Saturday. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think that's, um, you know, how hard is it to, or how hard would it be, I should say, to, to drop a captain, um, it just makes it a little bit easier now to, to reshuffle the team. There's no doubt about it, he's a good player. And as you said, Mark, yeah. in that game against South Africa last week or two weeks terrific. ago now, he was fantastic. Um, not having the captaincy armband now may just, I suppose, unleash him a little bit to have that the, the shackles are off, so to speak. But, you know, when Horwell's got the captaincy now, which is fantastic for him and, and a great honour, um, he's got already the support of the Queensland crew, the majority of the team going forward. So... He's done. He's in a good place, anyhow. He does oh, a beautiful yeah. double win, double wins and not too, James Hall. Uh, <laughs> James Hall, much, yeah, you're yeah, right. Much neater than Rocky's bearded look. Hey, well, well, Rocky's a, a real individual. He's yeah. a, he's a lone wolf, and, and he does a lot of things on his own. He uh, he has a very individual uh, personality, whereas James is a bit more accommodating and appealing. Like when he says "follow me," he actually turns around and asks you to follow, whereas yeah. Rocky just takes off. So I think that was part of it as well. Yeah. I suppose, I, I suppose also, uh, boys, that we have to say, you know, well done to Rocky on his on his captaincy. It, it did bring a certain style to it and, and played well. I think in, in the last four days, he's handled himself pretty well as well, yeah. you know, in terms of yeah. media. He could have blown up and, uh, you know, literally thrown the toys out of the pram, so to speak. But he's mm-hmm. actually, he's towed the line and, and he said, I'm going to support the new captain as, as much as I can. What about Matty Gitto using the preferred method of, of uh, conversation for your modern rugby player, <laughs> i.e. Twitter, uh, to tell the world that it was all over for him? First, what did you make? Was that always going to be the case that he wasn't going to make this 30-man squad? And he, of course, then came out and said he didn't... He'd, you know, if somebody falls over injured, he still wants to be able to have a run, doesn't he? So he couldn't actually, as you say, throw the toys out of the pram either. Well, well I think that to start with, we have to get a technicality right. It's thank you, linesman, thank you, thank ball you. boys. Not thank you, ball boys, thank you, linesman. So, mm. um, you know, he got that wrong to start with, but... It's, it's lines people these days well, as well. Line, yeah, mm. lines yeah. person, exactly yeah. right. Um, a tough one for Gitz. Uh, I think he would have thought he would have been there, even though perhaps, and we don't know the ins and outs of whether there's an, a rift between the, the, the player and the, and the coach, but he would have been a, a great, uh, I suppose, acquisition to play for a team against, say, uh, America or Russia, just to cover, 
9, 10, 12. He could do 15 at a pinch, Mardo, as well. He wouldn't be lost out the back there. Mate, I'm surprised because, uh, yeah, this uh, Phipps, the halfback, for, well, he's from Sydney Uni, but the halfback for the Melbourne Rebels, mm. oh, he's not all that good. Like, Gitto is still a better halfback than him. So there has to be something in it, mate, whether, uh, you know, Noosa 4 is one of the selectors, maybe it's Robbie, don't get on. And you keep hearing things, so you wonder whether there's smoke, there's fire. You keep hearing stories that uh, Gitto and Robbie Deans don't exactly see it eye to eye, and it's probably been going on for two years. You think back to when uh, Beric Barnes pipped him for the vice-captaincy mm. role of the Wallabies in 2009. Uh, who knows? And as you say, Berkey, unless you're in the team environment day-to-day, you don't know exactly how they go together. What about... Uh, you go one step further, Marto, and um, with all the, the hype that's happening around the World Cup and, um, and the rest of it and all the promotion stuff... There's no pictures of Matt Guido in, in, in terms of promoting the team so far. They're all using other players. Is that a, was that a sign for him to say, hey, look, mate, you're on the outer. Um, you might be booking a spot to New hey, Zealand. We got Drew coming up, so maybe he, Drew Mitchell, coming up on the show. Maybe he can tell us more because they're fairly tight, those two. Mm. But, um, yeah, mate, it seems like it, it, Robbie Deans, and like a lot of coaches do, they want true believers in the team. They want to say... I made you, I got you in the team, therefore you pay attention. Whereas Matt was, Matt's probably, uh, you know, he's coming from an era beforehand and it's mm. a good way for, for coaches to buy believers. I, I just want to ask you, uh, I get to you next, because the other interesting part of selection was that the coach, super coach Robbie Deans himself extended the contract to 2013 before we get to the World Cup. Interested in your thoughts on that. You are listening to The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. We were talking about that 30-man squad a couple of weeks ago. We had the great pleasure of having on the show uh, Drew Mitchell. And as a friend of the show, we thought it only right and proper that we call him this morning and say congratulations, my friend, for being back in that Wallaby squad. You must feel very chuffed. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, no, it's um, obviously a, a good feeling, and you know, I'm really excited about. It. You get on that plane. Sorry, mate. Oh, you get on that plane, uh, and of course, you're going nowhere except you are going to New Zealand later. How was the feeling amongst the boys? You're all suited up, ready to come down the, uh, the the little steps there to meet the media. Yeah, I mean, it was you know there was, there was certainly some excitement and a few nerves and that sort of thing, and um, you know, just sort of you know, I guess that's the reality starts to kick in that you know we. Uh, we're, we're all going over there to uh, to do the job in uh, in New Zealand, but you know, the boys are pretty pumped. Drew Berkey here, mate. Uh, I watched you yesterday sitting on the uh, on the bench and doing your uh, your warm ups there. That's the the Reggie one, Reggie two, the hamstring hip flexor stretch. Yeah, uh, yeah, were you thanks. anticipating uh, so much of a, a, a walloping by university yesterday? I mean, you can't really offer much, unfortunately, but you did when he got on. Yeah, I mean, university were pretty dominant yesterday. Um, you know, any any ball that we had, they turned over and, and uh, you know and put us to the sword. And and um, you know, they just getting front foot ball. So it was, it was pretty tough um, coming on. I, I did a fair bit of chasing, and I was even trying to just chase down uh, Berwick's conversion attempts as well, just to try and blow <laughs> a few cobwebs out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was. Uh, I would have liked to, you know, had a few more carries, but you know, that was the way the uh, you know the, the uni boys were hogging it a little bit. So um, wasn't the case. Hey, hey, Drew, it's Marto here. Hey, how are you? Hey, well yeah, done, mate. Hey, uh, listen, if you go, you know the business with James O'Connor, if they hand down the decision tomorrow and say, you oh, know, you're suspended for one test for uh, not turning up on the day on the day of the announcement, would you be able to go straight in on the wing and play the All Blacks next Saturday? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to think so. I mean, um, you know, I mean, in terms of... Full eighty-minute performance. I'm not too sure at this point because you know I, I haven't uh, haven't had to do that yet. But um, you know, yes, I, I felt 
um, you know, really good, even though it was pretty limited opportunity. But we've been working pretty hard the last couple of weeks. But um, you know, obviously that's that's something that'll uh, that'll pan out over the next few days. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd be really excited about the opportunity if, if it came. Drew, the big thing, I guess, out of that 30-man squad wasn't so much the names that are in and out, but uh, the, the name with the C next to it, and that uh, Rocky handed that captaincy over to James Hall. What, when, was the, when were you guys told, and what was the mood, and how was Rocky uh, about all that? Um, yeah, I mean, we all sort of went in um, that morning of the announcement, and we had a team meeting, and Rocky just got up to address the group like he normally does, and he just said... Uh, and, and the way he does, he just said, um, so there's been a change. Uh, James will now be the captain. So there are any questions? And <laughs> no one asked. And, and he goes, right. And then that was it. And he sat down. We were all like wow. a little bit sort of stunned. And, and that was it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's there's obviously been a fair bit written about it. But, um, you know, probably took all of us a little bit by surprise. What what will it change? What, what does it mean to the team? Um. To be honest, I don't know if it'll mean a great deal. I mean, I mean, you know, too much in terms of different, you know, differing um, dynamic or anything like that. Obviously, James has been appointed the, the captaincy because he's already shown a great deal of leadership within the group. Um, yeah. You know, so he'll keep, you know, doing what he's been doing, but obviously doing it at the front of the group now. Um, Rocky will still provide, you know, all the leadership that he brings to the group, and you know, and along with all the other senior players as well. So. Um, you know, in terms of changing dynamic or, you know, people asking if it's too close to, um, you know, to the campaign to, to change, you know, the captaincy, I don't think it, you know, it'll have too much of an effect. Hey, mate, just, oh, sorry, mate. Just about uh, Matt Gitto mixing out. I know you two are pretty tight, Drew. Does yeah. he give it an indication before the announcement? Did he see it coming? Oh, I mean, I guess, you know, he had a bit of an inkling just because of, you know, things that were read and people questioning, you know, his, his value in the group and, and whatever. But, um, you know, I think he was still pretty pretty surprised by, by being admitted. Um, you know, he uh, he obviously feels he has a lot to offer um, the current group and, um, you know, and was desperately wanting to be involved. But, um, you know, he just got the disappointing news uh, last week. And for the new, obviously the news is great. When you were lying in that bed in your parents' house after busting that leg in 85 different places, were you, did you feel in your heart that you would be back? You would get to this World Cup? Um, yeah, I mean, funnily enough, I did. Um, I, you know, I may have been you know, pretty optimistic, but um, you know, as soon as the surgeon told me that there was a, there was a chance of it you know, mending in, in you know, 12 to 14 weeks, I mean, it's taken a little bit longer than that, straight away I've I, I clung on to that opportunity um, or that chance. And, uh, you know, I just had to kind of believe in that just to get me through, um, you know, the rehabilitation and all that sort of stuff. Otherwise, if I didn't if I didn't have that goal of the World Cup and trying to get back for it, then, you know, I'd probably still be laid up and, you know, sort of, you know, down down the dumps a little bit. But, um, yeah. you know, so just to be able to hang on to that belief and, and um, you know, and then use that as motivation to get back, uh, you know, has really benefited me. Yeah, well, we're all very proud of you, and uh, you must be excited. Congratulations, mate, and thanks again for uh, joining us uh, on The Ruck, and I'm sure we'll chat to you uh, regularly as you head to New Zealand. Thanks so much, mate. Okay, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. There he is, Drew Mitchell, speaking to us on The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. See
every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131989. So just uh, if you've just risen, I want to know what's happened overnight and some scores. Well, South Africa, of course, 18 beat New Zealand 5. That means the, uh, the Tri-Nations is alive and well for that game in Brisbane. That's going to be huge. France, 26 beat Ireland 22. Scotland, 23 over Italy 12. Wales, 28 beat Argentina 13. We've spoken to Drew Mitchell this morning. We've talked about the 30-man uh, World Cup squad. We've talked about the captaincy. The other issue uh, when those boys stepped down from that plane was there was a man missing. His name was James O'Connor, uh, the guy who looked a little bit like Justin Bieber. Uh, <laughs> He wasn't behaving like Justin Bieber, though, apparently. The stories are, Berkey, that he had uh, been out and about. Uh, the alarm didn't wake him in the morning, so he missed what was a fairly important occasion. Yeah, the, 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 the launch of the, of the Rugby World Cup for the selection of the, of the Qantas Wallabies. So it's, a, it's a solid one to miss. Mm. Uh, James O'Gonner, as, as Marta said, I can't take the, 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 the notion for that one. Um, Mate, but to miss the team photo, like there's now only 29 heads in a 30-man squad photo. <laughs> They'll Photoshop him, I guess. You can insert. Dan Crowley got the insert for years, didn't he, for you guys made up in Queensland? <laughs> no, he was just so short, he uh, look, he was there, but they couldn't get him in. <laughs> oh, mate, a, this this is big time. It is, it is indeed. Um, you know, when you, when you look at it, and, and, it's, and it's hit the papers uh, here in Sydney, uh, saying that uh, teammates fed up with James O'Connor, the Golden Boys, uh, you know, they're down east, eastern suburbs, pubs, that kind of stuff. And, and look, at, not that you promote, you know, these guys going to have a drink, but they've got to have a good time, I suppose. They had a good win over... South Africa. Um, they weren't playing this weekend. They weren't playing this weekend. Look, there's, there's requirements that you have to do, and, and you've got to turn up to, to functions and the rest of it. But, you know, it's a case of, of putting on a show sometimes. I, I think back to uh, my 95 World Cup, and, um, you know, I was only a young pup then, and I was rooming with Timmy Horan, who had the bad leg, who had the bad you know, knee injury. Yeah. Um, Peter Slattery was rooming with Scott Bowen. He was crook, and I got the knock on the door from, from Slat saying, Mate, what are you doing, young boy? I went, oh, um, I was going to watch a movie. He goes, no, no, we're out. So, you know, Slats for, his drinking partner. We were drinking partner for, for yeah. a week. Oh. And, and my roomie looked after me, uh, who was Timmy. He'd bring me fruit in the morning, um, <laughs> a cup of coffee, and say, you know, wake up, we're going to go to training. You trained, you did your stuff, and you did it all again. So, look, it's, it's a learning process, if, that, if you call it that. But... Murky, um, uh, you're saying why didn't his roommate, whoever was rooming with him, why look didn't after roomie him? help you out? There's a chance he didn't come home that night. Let's face facts, and right. uh, he may be in as much trouble with his girlfriend as he is with the ARU. <laughs> that that might be the truth of this matter. Uh, so that, that is the thing. If he if he was in camp, then if he's in the room, surely the other guy says, "We're off. We have, you know, get into your suit. We're done." It's, it's quite mm. important. So it, it, at the moment, the is the, the penalty that he's has he actually been stood down yet from the Bledisloe? I, I think this, they're giving weekend? him Tony. I think they're giving him until tomorrow for a full explanation, and yep. then uh, and then deciding. But the simple fact is that's why we asked Drew Mitchell before, would he be right to play the All Blacks? He is the only spare winger mm-hmm. uh, in the 30-man squad, so Drew Mitchell should slot in there, whether the selectors think he's good enough or uh, whether they just say, James O'Connor, here's a five or $10,000 fine, it might end up being that and you can still play. Do you then go outside the squad and, and pick someone like a, a Lockie Turner, for example, who hasn't it's made the walk-up squad? you've picked the wrong squad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly right. So that, that's, that's, the, that's the other, oh, I suppose, side effect of it. Jeez. Do you fine him, hit pocket, or, or as in not letting him have his uh, match payment, and then fine him on top of that as well. But I think he needs to play in, in, in a way that um, he's such a good player mm. that um, the, the team needs him to do something special. Matt Giddo's around. 
Matt Giddo's around. That's He's exactly right. On the wing. Hey, do, do you remember when uh, James O'Connor did say, right, I'm leaving the uh, force, the team in Perth, and I'm going to the Melbourne Rebels yeah. because it'll be better for building my rugby brand. Now, how is his rugby brand <laughs> looking with all the 13-year-old girls that love him? Well, they couldn't yeah. care less, I suppose, about him going out one night. Can, no, I, can I just mention the quote that's in the paper today? It's from his manager, Ben Hartman. Uh, yeah. The James O'Connor brand is a no-brainer, and it works well. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's right, uh, Marta. He didn't say my. He said James O'Connor. He was Mm. Speaking in the third person. Tony hates it when people speak in the third person. Tony thinks it's wrong. <laughs> Tony's telling you right now the ruck will be back shortly. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131989. The Waratahs have named a new coach. Chris Hickey no longer there, but Michael Foley. Berkey, A, did you know this was going to happen? B, were you surprised? C, why didn't they ask you? <laughs> C, no chance. Um... The, the, I don't think it was a surprise. It was a succession plan more than anything else. You know, Chris had three years. Um, I think he, uh, you know, was wondering whether or not he would go forward. And, and, and Foles, in a way, did the admirable thing in saying, look, I support Chris in, in whatever he, he did. But I'm sure he had uh, aspirations of, of coaching. They opened it that up. That sentence means I have a knife ready <laughs> to bring this man back. Yeah. In the nicest possible way. Yeah, exactly right. No, look, I, I think um, the, the guys uh, like the way uh, Michael Foley coaches um, and the direction that they're giving, uh, given to them, I should say. And, and the, I suppose the difficult thing is in any succession plan any, of any coach that if you get a new guy in, they come in with a whole new you know, train of thought and, and ideas of the rest of it. And I suppose uh, in a way they've, um, like a, a, a Dean scenario, if you call it that, they're trying to um, build this crew up to be a, 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 a good team, a special team. They're getting there on, on occasion. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, Foles... Uh, taking on board with Scotty Bowen now Alan Gaffney coming on board as well as the the, the grandfather figure you could call it and, and I see where they go did I see they were going to try to sign Rocky that now actually someone does want him mm, I saw, yeah that was a, a big call wasn't it at the moment Rocky had, I think come to come to terms with the Australian rugby union but uh, none of the states were, were looking to eager to pick him up so maybe Waratahs um, maybe in the show there Foles mentioned it the other day somewhere and look if, if he did I mean it'd be, it'd be a fair acquisition anyhow I mean he's a good player oh, yeah. don't get it wrong absolutely so if he does that, he'll be um, he'll be well received at, at Waratahs. I'd, I'd heard from around the traps that Michael Foley was a big, I guess, as most people in Australia, of the of the way that the Reds are playing their footy, which would be great if that style of footy was being uh, pushed for the Waratahs as well. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Do you, do you play your own style, or do you play a style that the Australian coach wants you to play, or do you chase someone else? The, the thing that comes down to it is you've got to have the players to be able to play yeah, that kind yep. of style, no doubt about it. And they've got the you know, the the, the Genia the passing to Cooper factor is obviously a, a big thing about it. But, you know, I mean, they've got some fair players in that team as well. Um, you know, Berwick Barnes being at uh, maybe a number 10 role. Um, you've got Rob Horn who's there. They've lost Kurtley Beale to Melbourne, which is going to be the yeah, big call. Huge. But, um, yeah. you know, they pick up Adam Ashley Cooper. He's not a bad player himself. All right, we're talking about that Queensland. Marto, uh, did you go? I think it was the awards were the last night for the, for the Reds. Mate, I had a wedding on uh, yesterday, so I didn't attend, but I saw all the awards. I think it was pretty obvious. Will Genia yeah. had already won the Super Fourteen, the whole yeah Super Fifteen, the whole whole of Australia award. So he ended up winning the Players Player, and it's he enjoyed it because you get the other awards are voted on by journo's and rugby experts or referees. This one was voted on the Stan Pilecki Award for the second time. He's won it, voted on by the other players in the team, and that's the award they all want to win because it shows that's where they got the cred from their peers. So that was good for him, and uh, Quay Cooper won the People's Choice. You know, he's obviously uh, very popular, the number of tweet- tweeting <laughs> yeah. followers he's that he has. He's up to 48,000, I think it is, Incredible. I saw the other day. 
And Mike Harris, the Kiwi, came over here and played uh, inside centre, was injured at the back end of the season, but he won Rookie of the Year. Ben Tapai, the most improved player, who ended up in the centres, and James Horble got the spirit spirit of the Reds. So, mate, steady as you go, but I tell you what, you'll see it next weekend anyway with the Bledisloe Cup sold out within a day. Mm. Rugby's hit the big time up here. Yeah. It's very popular because of the way they do play. So, I'm sure New South Wales, you're talking about style of play, if they can play something a lot more open and uh, and less dreadful than some of the Ford forward stuff they want to play, it gets the fans back. You win and you play attractive rugby, they start coming to the games. Yeah, and when they're even talking about doing a, a, maybe a Sunday afternoon game at the footy stadium, which would be brilliant for the Waratahs. Oh, kids kids want to watch their, yeah. their, their heroes. Yeah, exactly right. Is, it, is the spirit of, of Queensland that award, is that like your best club man as well? Because when I was a kid, I think, did they have the most improved? Because <laughs> I, I had I won most improved three times in a row and I think, how bad was I to start with? <laughs> was, that, was that the Making Up Numbers award? Like, you know, Saturday, yeah. the old man, did the old man get that award as well? Did he get a, I don't know, a case of beer or something? See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131989. Some huge games in Rugby World Cup 2011, but I think the ones for me are the ones that feature teams that perhaps aren't so easily recognised. There's a lovely country uh, named Georgia, beautiful capital Tbilisi, uh, and a footy team that you would just die for. Many rugby pundits are saying that a matchup of New Zealand against Australia in Rugby World Cup 2011 would be the game of the tournament. Some rugby pundits, however, are quite misled. No matter what the fortunes of Australia and New Zealand, you can rest assured that the game of the tournament will undoubtedly be the contest between Georgia and England on September 18 in Dunedin. The English-Georgian rivalry is perhaps the greatest in world sport, having started on the 12th of October 2003 in what many still call the Shimako at Subiaco. In what was the opening game of the tournament for both teams, full-strength sides were fielded, leading many to believe that the Georgian team would dominate as the English forward pack consisted of ageing names such as Martin Johnson and Lawrence Delalio. These feelings proved to be eerily true, with English considering themselves lucky as they remained in touch at three all after eight minutes. Sure enough, the Georgians repeatedly dominated the English at the breakdown and in the set piece and trailed the English by only 31 points at the half-time interval. The second half was a similar story with the 25,000 strong Perth crowd willing the Georgians into every tackle, every breakdown, every opportunity for contact. This fierce Iron Curtain style of rugby rattled the English, allowing them to score only 12 tries. While the full-time scoreboard read England 84, Georgia 6, it was the very personification of a moral victory for the Georgians. And suddenly, the rivalry was born. England may have won the first battle, but it only served to make the Georgians hungrier. And you can bet your bottom dollar that they'll be ready for the rematch. Or, as it's already been called, the feed-in in Dunedin. 84-6. Are the Georgians still as terrific uh, a defensive unit these days, Berkey? Oh, I think they do. I think, I think for memory, John Muggerlin who was the 99 defensive coach for, for us, has gone Wonderful over there. Wonderful defence coach. Wonderful yeah. defence coach. Uh, I, I don't think in his time was uh, incredibly hard, but he was I able... I call he, he tackled pretty hard. Was, was he OK? I thought yeah, he was more yeah, of a ball no. player, like an, no. an, an 11 ball player. But no. anyhow, no. but he uh, he certainly has, has got those guys muscled right up. So um, 
Four, I don't know, from num- numbers 9 to 15, I don't know they get a bit of much of a show, Marta. No, they're a real, they play a very forward-oriented game. It sort of looks like the game of rugby we would have been watching back in the 60s. It's that sort of speed. They're, they're a big bunch of men, uh, but they can't catch too many out wide. <laughs> why, why is it that rugby teams go to uh, unusual rugby league players uh, as defensive coaches. I mean, Les Kiss couldn't tackle. <laughs> uh, and suddenly Les Kiss is a defensive... And by uh, the way, Tony, just... Yes. You know, you know who the Wallaby defence coach is? It's, it's Phil Blake. Phil now, he, Blake. Played for, he played for six or seven NRL clubs. Correct. And, and I can't remember... I can remember him scoring a lot of tries. I yeah. can't remember one of his tackles in his career, but he's running the show for them. That's absolutely right, Marto. He's played for 30 teams, scored so many, stopped no tries whatsoever. <laughs> uh, it's a brilliant thing, isn't it? We're uh, ahead on the ruck. We are going to look at that game. The All Blacks and the Wallabies means a lot now, doesn't it, given the All Blacks lost overnight. It will decide the Tri-Nations. That's coming up on the ruck. See every match of Rugby World Cup 2011 with no ad breaks during play. Live only on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel 131 989. South Africa 18 beat New Zealand 5, meaning that uh, next week's game in Brisbane, which is huge, gets even bigger given the Tri-Nations, uh, Australia. The Wallabies do have a chance of, uh, of winning that. Before I get there with you boys, just quickly, uh, during the week there was one of the most brilliant campaigns. One of the sponsors of the All Blacks decided it would be a brilliant idea to have a campaign where they would ask not the players, but the fans, the people of New Zealand, to, to abstain from sex during the World Cup, what is it, seven weeks, uh, to support fully the All Blacks. Now, on a scale of stupidity, one being the least stupid, ten being the most, how far up does this one go? <laughs> Uh, it, it's it, well it, into the teens. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep going, mate, I reckon. Oh, Fitz, keep going. Mate, mate, Fitzy was such a wonderful bloke. Sean Fitzpatrick, former yeah. captain, former hard man, Winjo, he was one of the great referees while he was playing. <laughs> mate, for him to front, I don't know how much they must have paid him. You know they've pulled the whole thing now, too. It was Telecom over in New Zealand yep. saying, you know, share the share the muscle and whatever else. Mm. Abstain from sex. New Zealanders are some of the most enthousi- enthusiastic... <laughs> practices of sex in the world so it was never going to work could you imagine that what was it going to do really in terms of support just to have a crowd that is just angry and tense <laughs> but that's yes. all it would be it wasn't for the fact also that you you maybe did it on the sly you had to wear uh, like a, a, black, a black ring a black <laughs> ring and one, one of the uh, I saw one quote from one of the uh, New Zealanders saying I'm not going to turn up to a game and get some English bloke you know pissed up and saying hey you haven't got one for seven weeks well done mate exactly. <laughs> what was it about oh, but oh. they had a little survey, which is why it has been taken, I think it was of those surveyed, uh, 92% said, no, thank you, that is ridiculous. So it has stopped. Where, where does that leave? Taking that aside then, uh, that game next week, uh, this week in fact, the All Blacks and the Wallabies, how do you read that one? Well, it's great, isn't it? Uh, you know, they're, they're over the, the, the loss to the New Zealand last night uh, yep. to South Africa, it just puts them in a great frame of mind. I don't think they were too worried about um, the Tri-Nations. Speaking of the guys the other day, they weren't worried about the Tri-Nations. They are more worried about getting that second shot in New Zealand uh, up in Brisbane yep. and making immense for what happened in, in Auckland a couple of weeks ago. So now it's alive. There's so much to play for. And wouldn't it be a good, uh, a good little... Um, a good feeling point, so to speak, to say, hey, we've ticked the box there. We've won Tri-Nations, beat them in Brisbane, and uh, we're on the way to, to New Zealand and, and looking good. Oh, right. Berkey, I, I don't think they even... The Wallabies don't have to win to get in the right frame of mind. As long as they go close and show that Auckland, that performance three weeks ago, was an aberration, sure. get that out of their mind. They can go to New Zealand, to the World Cup, 
knowing... Actually, this is the first World Cup ever, I think, where Australia and New Zealand aren't seated to play each other until the final. So it's perfectly set up. And next Saturday in Brisbane, we'll sort out a few things. It'll be, it'll be interesting. The Wallabies will pick their best team, depending on James O'Connor. The All Blacks, I'm not sure. Will they pick Carter and uh, McCaw now there's actually a trophy up for grabs? If they'd won last night, I get the feeling they would have left them out for this weekend. But now, not so sure they might rush them over to Brisbane. That's where we leave you for this Sunday on The Ruck. Enjoy your, your footy. Get out and have a look at it. Uh, Marta, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been great to talk to you, buddy. Pleasure, boys. See you, Berkey. See you, boys. All right, have a great week. Catch up next one.